Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Corey Palm with Tanner Lipson and head coach Tony Ursland to uh, to talk about the week in Boilermaker Wrestling and and sort of look ahead at uh, what's coming down the pike. Coach, a uh, couple of home duels on Sunday against Iowa and Ohio State. Ended up on the, the wrong side of the team score, but but uh, like we've talked about, you know, in this very strange year, a lot of positives came out of the day too. I know there's some, some really really interesting notes that uh, that Tanner uh, drummed up on Sunday about about uh, points scored against against the Hawkeyes and, and results there but we'll, we'll get to that down the road uh, just overall your takeaways from from Sunday where it from my vantage point it looked like the guys went out there and really competed hard yeah um, you know I will say you know I'm, I'm not into moral victories so being on the wrong side of the score is not what we want I, you know I do want to say that I, our guys understand that so we're, we're, we are we're disappointed uh, to drop two uh, against two two solid teams uh, definitely but but um, you are looking for progress you're watching for how guys compete uh, the ultimate goal especially in a year like this with limited competition and and, and those things is to get to March or ready to peak and have guys in position to, to, you know, be on the podium. So I, I did think there was signs of progress in that regard. We had talked about being a little flat uh, the week before at Minnesota out of the gate. And so it was definitely, um, you know, on our minds that we would come out hard. And I think, you know, what we had focused on throughout the week too was well, a couple of things we could control. One, uh, I wasn't happy with how some guys made weight the week before, and I thought it affected them a little bit on that one hour against Minnesota. And then, you know, hence we wrestled better later against Rutgers and, and had a good dual win. So the guys did a better job, I thought, with their weight uh, and their discipline. And then I thought our warm up, you know what I mean? Just getting ready early in the morning was better. So I, I was much happy, uh, much happier with the couple of things that we can control. And, and so consequently, I thought it did uh, show in their performance. And so when you look in general, the guys, the guys wrestled hard. Now, Iowa had a couple of guys out, um, but when you look at it, our guys still did what they were supposed to do, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, you know, you would expect Devin Schroeder to go out and be dominant uh, in that situation, and he was. You would expect Kendall Coleman to go out and be dominant in that situation, and he was. You would expect, you know, Garrett Ninehouse, even though he's a true freshman and it's his first home duel, right, you would expect him to be dominant and he was right so well, and the guy he was wrestling that was his first varsity match so it was you yeah. know as as unseasoned as Garrett is he was the more seasoned of the two right. wrestlers right. in that situation right. exactly so which would be rare for him so but they did what they were supposed to do right they didn't go out and sink you know and stand around or you know not get after they really they came out they were sharp and then obviously Max Lyon being the fourth victory that we had, had a very good, strong win against Nelson Brands, you know, another good kid. The, uh, the confusion um, at that weight class, 184 continues, right? Yeah. So seeding that weight class, both in the Big Tens and nationally is gonna be, is gonna just be a topsy-turvy one, but nonetheless, a good win for Max, you know, against another Iowa kid, him being from Iowa. You know, I know, I think him and him, Nelson have been on teams together, you know, when they were younger and, and know each other. So, so a good win there. Uh, and then, you know, you look at the next guy from, you know, after the guys who had won those four, um, Thomas Panola let his match get away early. Um, he kind of chased a single leg, you know, Tom, you know, God bless Thomas Panola. He wants to be aggressive, but he got caught chasing a single leg early in the match. 
gave up uh, uh, an easier takedown uh, and then got turned, right? So the match right out of the gate now at 6-0 in riding time. And uh, to his credit, he kept battling as he always does and fought his way back in the match. And so I think, you know, that's a situation there where he understands, hey, next time, you know, um, we can't go chasing, you know, uh, you know, a shot like that, right? You know, the risk wasn't worth the reward for him in that situation. And so he'll, he'll make the corrections. You know, he's a smart kid. He'll, he'll adjust. And next time we see, uh, you know, Jacob Warner, he knows he's going to be in for a hell of a battle. You know I mean? I think, I think Thomas made that known about what it's going to be. Um, and so, so I thought, you know, Thomas still competed really well, uh, you know, and, and one mistake that he can fix, you know, I'm okay. As long as we're not making the same mistake over and over again, you know, he was aggressive. He was trying to score, which is what we want him to do. We just got to make a correction there. Um, the other guys I thought, you know, in general competed well, there was a couple of young guys. I think they got shown what, what, um, high level college wrestling is, is really about. And, and now you want to see them make adjustments. You know what I mean? You know, uh, Jake Rundell in there wrestling with, you know, DeSanto where the pace is high and you have to be so disciplined with what you're doing with your left arm, because if you get it deep and he gets a hold of it, you know, he's into his carries and his singles and all of those things. And so, he did a good job early, but late you could see, you know, as the pace was going, um, he, he, he just, he wasn't thinking as clearly about the position he needed to be focused on. And, and he gave him that arm a couple times and it led to scores and the match really got away from him. So, you know, I, overall, I'm hoping, you know, that we come out in a much better place. We did compete better. Um, and all of the guys, you know, have reason to, you know, to be excited about, you know, um, moving forward in a better place, understanding what it's going to take to get what you guys want. Absolutely. Um, you know, a few notes to, to duck back into, you know, you went through, you went through our wins. Um, <clears throat> it was great to see, uh, you know, three bonus point wins in the duel for the Boilermakers uh, was our most this season. And it comes against number one in the country. Um, like you said, you know, Iowa had some guys out, but, um, I think it's really encouraging to see our guys when, you know, when they get a backup put in front of them to, uh, you know, they smell blood in the water and they go get it. Mm -hmm. And so that's. I would say this know, though, um, who's in front of you doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, that, your point's not lost <clears throat> on me. You know, I, like I said earlier, they did what they were supposed to do. Right. But the goal, right. The goal, no matter who you wrestle is you perform the same way. You smell blood in the water. You know what I mean? When blood's in the water, I don't care if it's the guy's ranked number one, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Shouldn't care. So, so we've got to, that's the part where I want to make sure that we're consistent in that way, that we are smelling blood in the water when it's there. You know what I mean? You're going to wrestle hard. We are, we're going to wrestle hard. We're going to battle. You know, we got to fix some mistakes, but when the guy starts to weaken, you got to smell that blood and you got to go after him, you know, kind of like Panola did. It took him a little while to get going, but man, he was, he was on it at the end. He was going to try to run it down. You know, the match was not out of his, his reach in his mind. Right. And that's what you want. He smelled blood. The clock hurt him. You know, the clock hurt him. He ran out of time, but he was still coming after him. And that, and that's what you got to have. And that consistency is what I think we need to, we need to fight for against the very best guys still. We have to smell blood in the water, no matter who they are, the number next to their name. You know what I mean? It, you just, it, you can't compete any other way. 
Corey, that's why um, that's why he's the head coach, and and I do I do opposite. <laughs> yes. Did you pick up on that? I did. I did. I I I recognize that difference in myself and uh, him as well. So I I get right. it. <laughs> you can typically see it in the ears, but I mean, there you could really like there was an audio portion of it that kind of came together with a different level. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, and I do. Uh, I got I got the ears too. Mm-hmm. And those are hard earned. You don't just get those, you know. Those, no, <laughs> you can't just hang out around the team and get them. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. proof of that. Listen, we can take care of those ears, though. If you if you really want to, we can get we can get those ears in shape quick. I'm good. I, I think you'd have to have that discussion with my wife, Tony, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say you would lose. Hey, man, a lot. Of, I'm just saying, a lot of women find it sexy. Okay. <laughs> My wife happens to not be one of them. Okay. All right. I mean, to each, to each their own. Exactly. Yeah. Different strokes, man. I, I yeah. get you. So um, we digress. Uh, Garrett Ninehouse, first career fall. Um, you know, went out and got the six for his team. Uh, was up, was up 13, nothing was cruising, but um, you know, got the kid on his back and didn't let him off. Yeah. Um, was, was, was aggressive in lots of positions. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, you watch him, he, uh, he was quick to the leg, got his head up and his hips around the corner and, you know, and got it, got an easy finish and then went right to what he does on top. So I thought, you know, that was, that was a very representative match of what his skill sets are. And uh, we just want, again, it's consistency, you know, being to get, able to get to them, no matter who you're wrestling, you know, being able to kind of dictate what's going to happen more often. Um, Garrett also another note, another note for that young man, uh, team high five reversals on the year in just, uh, in just six matches. Um, the kid is, uh, you know, one of the steepest learning curves year in and year out for new wrestlers at this level is definitely getting off bottom. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty well-known fact. Um, and so kids who can do it effectively typically can have success sooner. Um, he's not only getting off bottom, but he's scoring points and he's finding his way back on top and, and, you know, getting in a position where he's obviously very strong. How much of an advantage is it for a kid like Garrett to be able to, to pile up those reversals and to take advantage of, of that down position? Yeah. I mean, anytime you have the ability to turn people, right. Putting yourself on top is a big deal. You don't need to take them down to get there and you don't need to take top right and risk possibly giving a point away. So you know, his ability to, you know, um, get his hips moving and create scrambles or, you know, get to his switch or whatever it is, you know, that, that's a valuable thing for him. And so um, he, he's, he needs to keep learning how to get there from, from a variety of positions, right? I think that's going to be the challenge um, because I'm sure we'll talk about Ohio State and he was not able to kind of get there uh, against a, a guy there and Ethan Smith who, who held better position, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, like I said, when we're talking about the young guy, you know, the young guys, especially Garrett, it's finding the way to do that against everybody, you know, what it's going to take to, to get there against the best guys. Um, Max Lyon, second top 10 win of the year. You said, you know, like you said, took out Nelson Brands. Um, really impressive showing from Max. You know, he, uh, he held up early. He held up late. Like I, I felt like it was one of his better full seven minutes of the year as far as um, establishing himself in all positions and um, staying in good position. And then, you know, like you just said about Garrett, you know, taking advantage when he was on top, you know, guy made a mistake and he capitalized. And, yep. uh, and I think, you know, I think a lot of us felt like he got the fall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but, I, I mean, saw your your Facebook post of this this, <laughs> this edition of was it a fall or not? Um, yeah, I uh, talked like about that. I was I'm very conflicted about you know I I hope people understood that that was posted in fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I fully understand that like stop motion photos do right. not accurately represent what's going on in a match. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm well aware of this. Hey, Mike, Mike Haggerty, who has been a guest on our show, remember back in the That's spring, right. head of Big Ten officials, he might, he might be after you now. I don't know. Maybe he's got a fine for you. You know, open your I'm okay up. With, you know, if, if I get a fine for having a good time, I'll have to cross that bridge. You know what I mean? Because I hope I hope no none of the officials took any offense to it. Uh, you know, it got great engagement. People loved the post. Yeah. So people yep. really enjoyed it. So and that was the purpose of it. It was just fun. So yeah. no, no, but, no, uh, no doubt. But yeah, it was it was great to see Max uh, go out and wrestle really hard for a full seven minutes against a great opponent. Sure. And uh, and get that win. No, I think he he did a nice job, and as you said, um, it was he closed it out as well. Like he still put on a very tough ride at the end. You know, I mean, he uh, almost rode him out. I not a, I can't remember quite when um, Nelson last five seconds. he goes down, and we ride him very tough. Like we showed a lot of toughness. I mean, um, I think that's key in terms of this. You know, Nelson wanted to go down. He wanted to get out. And he wanted to turn. He wanted to try to put a lot of pressure on us. And we kept, we kept coming with a, with a tough ride and stayed right there in his face, you know, didn't, didn't kind of start playing the game, so to speak. You know, some guys are going to try to milk it now and just get through it. And I thought Max uh, did a really good job of putting a tough ride on him and staying aggressive from that position. And, and it really showed. I, I agree. And I, what I love there was, you know, Nelson, as talented as Nelson is, he was trying different things, you know, different ways to get, and, and Max stayed right with him the entire way, you know, one time, okay, I'm going to, he's going to get a, a good return back to the mat. The next time he's okay, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to chase him here and, and break him back down. And, you know, he, he really showed his versatility, you know, in maintaining control. That was as impressive to me as, as anything else he did in that match. And I think another cool note about that, Corey is, is, and Tony can speak to this too. Uh, you know, we worked on some of the stuff that Max took advantage of and the stuff that Max did in the third period were some points of emphasis in practice last week. Okay. You know, we did we did some sections of practice where AJ Shop uh, led some top work and like focused on some of the things that Max was doing in that match to keep brands down. And so, you know, for a for a wrestling layperson like myself, who you know, I'm constantly fascinated by some of the the stuff I see at practice and the intricacies of of you know placement and movements and so on and so forth to watch AJ break that down in practice and then mm -hmm. watch Max apply that in a match, I thought was, was awesome. Love it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's always the goal, right? Is to take the practice room to your matches and execute the same way. You, you want to make them look identical. And, and so that is important. And the other thing I think is important, uh, the technical aspect, huge, right? That's, that's a big part of it. But the other part then is just the, the willingness to, to, ride and be stingy and invest in that not all kids do that right I mean when a guy's standing up repeatedly sometimes guys will just think it's easier just to step away push yeah. them away and, and give up that escape and that's sending the wrong the wrong message you know you want guys to be stingy uh in that way and so I appreciated him dogging you know um you know it out till the end you know what I mean not giving up the easy point and then trying to let the momentum get back into him right like a guy underneath you flat on his belly uh, not a lot of hope from there, 
on his feet, coming after you hard, guy still has hope. Yep. So, and, and that investment in a position like that will win you a lot of tough matches. You know, it will, there's, there's always going to be tight matches. And so you've got to be willing to do those kind of, you know, those dirty little things that are going to win you those hard matches. It takes courage sometimes to trust yourself enough, enough to say, okay, I can control this situation. You know, I don't need to let him go, get the point, and then, you know, reset. You know, he, Mac, Max showed a lot of courage and, and, and self-confidence there. It was, it was fantastic. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you brought up Thomas Panola, and, and, and obviously, you know, we don't need to go back through the fact, you know, got in a hole early, uh, tried to dig out of it late, ran out of time. Um, but Corey was asking me before the show, you know, when's, when's Panola going to get some respect? When's he going to get this now? You know, when's he going to get some respect? You know, it's been no secret that we're big fans around these parts. And, um, you know, I think one match at a time, he's, he's making some people take notice. Um, you know, the thing I told Corey is I hope he doesn't get it. I hope that mountain size chip stays on his shoulder and gives him that, gives him that edge as we, as we continue to go. Yeah, no, the, the hunger has to stay there, right? Like the, the hunger, the passion, you know, whatever your why you talk about, you talked about that with your kids. Why do you do this? You got to find the reason why you'll, you'll sacrifice and suffer through everything we ask you to do and still do your schoolwork. And right. Like you got to have a pretty big why. And so, it, you know, you want to call it a chip, you know, on his shoulder. I call it a why you don't ever want to lose that. Right. The, the goal is he wins a national championship this year and then that why is still back next year, you know, as hungry and as big as ever, yep. and you're ready to, you know, take the next step, right? And so um, those are important things. You know, you every year, you know, you start over, right? Like you, you start over, you, you just, you have to. Not that you start over from a technical perspective, but you reevaluate everything. You take note of where you're at and what you want to do. And then you, you, you push again. And that's, that happens every year. You know what I mean? And that has, that process never should stop. Absolutely. Uh, let's move ahead to the Ohio state duel. Um, again, boilers uh, took four of the six, four of the 10 matches. Yeah. Uh, wins by Devin Schroeder. Uh, win for Kendall Coleman. Uh, win for Emil Sunlin and a win for Thomas Panola in that duel. Um, yep. All four coming by decision, uh, lost 23-12, pardon me, on the scoreboard. Um, you know, starting with Dishrode, uh, really had to grind one out against, you know, arguably one of the hottest wrestlers in the nation at the weight in Malik Heinzelman. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's two sides for me uh, on this. I mean, Devin is, is battling hard. He, he absolutely is. He's competing and he's battling. Um, he's got, he's got to get some things going on his feet just a little sooner because we know if he puts himself on top, you know, um, he's, he's going to turn people. And, and so do they, they know that too. They're not taking down, they're staying away. You know, they're trying to, trying to get one and, you know, maybe make it two Oh, at the end of a period, right. Or something like that. They're trying to really pick and choose their spots. So he is competing well. Uh, he's in shape. He's battling, you know, he's stingy. That's great. We got to put him on top. You know, we got to get in on a leg uh, early and we got to, we got to kind of start separating ourselves from some people, but, but he is, uh, Heinzelman has been doing a good job. As you said, he had been, you know, hot because he had beaten a lot of guys. So clearly he's doing, he's doing well. 
Yeah, five and zero start had risen as high as ten in the country in some of the polls. Um, yep. You know, he, he had he had some impressive wins on his on his ledger coming into that match, and and he was he was looking for a little bit of vengeance against Devin because Devin's Devin's had his number in the past. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, and so again, that's where I point to. Hey, um, he Devin showed up. He battled. Uh, it's more about hey a little technical perspective for him. Like I said, he's got. When we talk about a lot of these kids, they, they've got what I would call the harder part of the sport for some people figured out where they're, they're willing to wrestle hard. They're willing to do the dirty stuff. Um, it's, it's about, hey, technically being a little bit smarter, or a little more savvy. You know, when, and when I look at that Ohio State duel as a whole, yeah, we were real willing to wrestle hard nosed and stingy. Um, we just lost a few positions, man, that made the difference, all the difference in the world for us, right? And, and so uh, from a technical or position, you know, perspective, we got to clean that up. Mm-hmm. We've got to coach ourselves up and be a little smarter in certain situations, okay? I mean, uh, what Rundell, how much ride time did he, did he have against 102, 101? 102. 102. So we get the takedown that should tie it up, but because on bottom – we had been a little lackadaisical and we'd let the leg get in on us and they, and it ran clock that winds up being the difference keeps it from being five, five. Now we still lose uh, because we gave up, you know, we gave up a couple, you know, a fall and some, some bonus point stuff, right. That, but again, those little things are what make the difference against, against the best teams. Right. And that's what we're talking about. So while I am happy, we are competing and we're, we're, you know, we're wrestling hard those little things are going to be the difference. Just like I just talked about Max's willingness to ride him tough at the end. Um, you know, uh, Rundell's got to not let that clock hurt him. That 102 riding time, you get the takedown with one second or left, or maybe even two, we don't got enough time to get on, you know, to run the clock down, you know, take him down sooner than have a little better sense of urgency. And now we're at, we're at, uh, you know, 55 seconds riding time. We're into OT and as I told Jake, I'm really confident in his ability to close the match out in the OT, right? The momentum is going the other way. Sure. So, so that, you know, those are the things, you know, when we talk about Ohio State, you know, just disappointed that we didn't make, we didn't make a few more situations go our way. Sure. Um, stepping back to Schroeder for, for just a second, you know, it was a 1-0 win. Uh, Heinzelman took neutral in the second. Uh Devin had choice in the third. Um, I wanted to pick your brain and, uh, you know, Devin took down, got the escape and got the one Oh win. Um, how tempting with his history against Heinzelman and what he has been able to do on top against him. How tempting was it to, uh, to yeah. go for the top position? No, I think um, <clears throat> I'm completely comfortable with him taking top, right? in some of those situations but at the end of the day you got to let the athlete do what they want to do and he looked over and i said hey your 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 call right your call you want him to believe in in what the decision is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if if he says hey i'm winning this match on top then you know hey we'll go top unless i have a really strong feeling about it right i mean i'm not telling you there's not going to be a guy one day where you know uh, maybe he's really good on, on bottom he's got some things figured out and so we know we're, we're going down. Like we know that before, but in a lot of those instances, you want guys, Hey, I'm, 
I'm going here because this is what I believe I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to win the match. And that belief is important. You got to believe in what you're doing. Sometimes I can say, hey, you take top. But if he's really thinking, oh, man, I'd rather go down right now. He can't take me down, coach. I'm going to, I'm going to get out. I'm going to take him down. Yeah. He can't take me. To, okay. I don't want, I want to put a kid in his best situation to win. So, it, you know, there's, there's always that, you know, um, you know, evaluation and how the match is going and, and how you let it kind of play out. Yeah. I saw there was, I, I saw kind of in the moment he looked at the bench and there was a little bit of hesitation, but I, you know, I think it's, I, I think it's good to pull back the curtain a little bit and, see what goes into making that decision and, and how, cause it's not like you have a whole, you don't have time to like, no. you know, you can't call time out go over to the, you don't get a 30. You can't go yeah. discuss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and so go deeper into it. Yes. Um, yes. You can uh, get a, get a turn, right? Like you could. Okay. But if you, if you slip, right, you make a little mistake, he gets a little too deep with his elbow and something happens and now he's out for one and the guy gets to run. Right. Percentages say, Heinzelman's never rode us, so we're going to get out, right? We know that that's how we feel, like we're not going to get rode. So we go down, and we're not going to get rode. He hasn't taken us down yet, right? He hasn't taken us down. Five minutes, yeah. So yeah, there's all of those, you know, it might, it might have been different. Five minutes, Corey. For career. If the score was tied, <laughs> if the score was tied, and he had taken us down twice, I mean, I'm just throwing crazy situations. But sure. But score's tied, he had taken us down twice, and we'd been on top and turned him once, and that's how we're scored we're tied okay yeah we might be like hey top right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean so sure. um you know it's it's always just how the match is going and, and how the kid you know is is gonna win those situations for you know? sure so. um you, you talked a little bit about jake rundell and uh you know this was his second weekend of competition he is uh he's he's our other true freshman in the lineup you know joining joining garrett Ninehouse. um how, you know, you, you said, you know, Jake lost 6-5 to Jordan Decatur, who, uh, who came into the match ranked 21st in the country at 133 pounds. Um, Jake has wrestled, you know, now he's wrestled, uh, the young man from Minnesota was ranked, you know, just outside or just in the top 20. Um, you know, a top 10 kid, top 10 kids in uh, Sammy Alvarez and Austin DeSanto. Um, he is not you know, he, he's, we've, we've kind of had, you know, we've thrown the wolves a little bit, you know, he's, he's had to get in there and grind against some of the top kids. Um, how encouraging, you know, you look at the Minnesota match, got taken down and gave up backs early. Yeah. Um, finished out the match, you know, two zero the rest of the way. Um, you look at the Ohio state match, gave up a couple takedowns early, fell behind four to one flips the score and, and outscores him four to one down the stretch in the second and third. Um, obviously there are things he's got to figure out and he's got to change, but how encouraged are you by his ability to compete against these top guys and compete against them late in the match? Yeah, I think, I think that's important. Uh, you know, competing in all situations is a big deal. I mean, that's the most important deal. Right. I mean, there's lots of great technicians out there, uh, but when they when they get up or it gets really hard, sometimes they're, they're going away. So to me, I really value, you know, those kids who understand how to compete uh, for seven minutes as a young man. He is he's making he's making some mistakes, especially early. Right. Like you can see he's giving up the leads early and then he's in that hole and he's having to kind of dig out of that hole and he's running out of time again. Right. Like literally two seconds of riding time has, has cost him a match against a kid who's a top, you know, 
25, 21, whatever, you know, you said, um, kind of guy. So, um, he's got, he's got to learn and grow from that. He's got to keep his head up though. You know, I think that's huge. And remember when we get to the end of the year, uh, the records are going back to, to zero and zero, you know, that, that's always the reality. You know, they, the records come off the page. And, and so it's, it becomes more again, and I beat it to death, but it, it's the process. What have you learned along the way? What adjustments have you made? Where have you gotten better? And, and how, how can we take this to the mat and, and influence the, the match in front of us? So as long as he keeps his head up, because you're going to, it's Big Ten wrestling, you're going to wrestle good people, you know, keep your head up, learn, learn these lessons and, and don't make the same mistake twice. You know, so that that's all you want from from these young kids right now. I mean, yes, I want them to win. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we want to win. But, uh, hey, compete, learn from your mistakes, you know, uh, make adjustments. And so that we are, um, you know, in a good spot at the Big Ten uh, championships, which is going to be a qualifier. Right. I mean, it's we want to win Big Tens, too. But I guess if you asked every kid on this planet who is in wrestling, would you rather win an NCAA title or a Big Ten title? They're going to take the NCAA title, right? The Big Ten is still a qualifier, albeit very important. I'm not saying it's not important, but, hey, it's a qualifier. It's how we get to, you know, our big shot, you know what I mean? And so that's what I want them, these guys to understand about this journey and, and what we're trying to do. And you look at 133 in the Big Ten this year is as, as, as tough as any weight class, you know, it goes – very deep you would think when allocations come out it'll there will be you know seven eight maybe nine well and it's so top heavy too when you look at when you look at just some of the guys up at the top of the you know at the top of the the line there and and how many you know how many guys in the top 10 the big 10 has it's yeah it's pretty staggering six in the Um, top uh six in the top 11 of the rankings i'm looking at right now it's it's yeah it's stacked yep so, uh, Corey, any other any other wins in the uh, the Ohio State match? You 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 feel like warrant a little bit more attention? I thought you know, obviously, like we said, Kendall got a nice win, Emil got a nice win, uh, Thomas got a nice win. Um, yeah. Hey, one thing I will say, guys, this <clears throat> you know because it, it goes. It, I got reminded of this because you said, "Was this a fall or not?" And you had um, you had Parker Phileas's match. Yeah. Yeah. And I will mention, you know, that was you know, that one was obviously a little controversial, um, you know, where he got cradled, but, you know, he put the kid over on his, on his hip and he stopped and, 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 you know, um, held the motion there. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, I, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not protested, but I threw the brick, right. I challenged. And, um, I would say I probably challenged the wrong thing in that situation because I think I said, Hey, that's not too thinking we, you know, when he tried to roll us through, we settled and stopped him on top and held him there. And they were calling the two, um, you know, as soon as he touched his hip. Right. So maybe the smartest call there, just so people understand what I'm thinking anyway, is that might've been smarter to, to not challenge or to challenge the back points because they gave two and then they gave four. And we may have saved ourselves four points, which doesn't let the match really get away from us. Right. So um, I thought that was an interesting situation and just food for thought for me in terms of um, when we challenge something, how we got to really think about being detailed in those situations um, because we might've been able to save ourselves some points. Okay. It's funny. A mistake was made, 
uh, by Parker, right? I mean, a mistake, mistake, mistake was made by Parker to end up in the cradle. But I mean, man, when the guy tried to roll him through, if you see that picture, he's sitting up on him. He stopped his motion and he is now holding him there. So I didn't even think it was necessarily two, you know, for a takedown. I didn't think the guy had control. I thought we had him settled on his back and he's in as much danger as we are. So, um, you know, I thought I was hoping the referee would want to wait and see how it developed before he threw up any points. But in hindsight, I would say, hey, maybe the smart call is we challenged the near fall um, where we were sitting up on his chest instead of just the takedown. Corey, it's funny how, you know, we listen to Tony talk at length about guys, uh, you know, learning from their mistakes and, and going through the process and stuff like that. And then you see him apply it to himself in the yeah. fact with the coaching decision and the fact that, you know, how he approached the challenge and how he, you know, what, what he should have done versus. And so uh, I find it a little refreshing to watch, to watch you put yourself through the same process that you're putting the student athletes through. Yeah, no, we, we, we got to have everybody trying to, trying to be better, right? If we can't, we can't get there if we're not. And uh, like I said, I, I, I felt like in hindsight, that was maybe something I should have or could have saved us some points. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, well, no, uh, no rest for the wicked. Um, we're going we're gonna to turn it right around. We take off tomorrow to uh, head north to East Lansing, Michigan, and we're going to take on the Spartans. Um, six o'clock start on Friday, live on BTN plus, um, should be a great duel. Could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of good kids, you know, ranked kids, uh, Michigan state, you know, has been improving. Uh, right. So, um, we're going to see some, some good matchups, 25, you know, you got a couple of Michigan, you know what I mean? Michigan natives, uh, there that should be, should be a good match, but you know, um, 57, they have a good young kid. Uh, I think 84, 97. You know, I mean, there's a lot. Listen, I'm going to miss some some good ones, but there, no, you, a, you got you got of, the big ones though. Yeah, there's some good ranked matchups there, and um, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun duel. Absolutely. Um, it will be interesting. You know, you, you said 25. You look at two guys who have both been as high as number two in the country this season, yep. in uh, in in Dishroad and uh, Rayvon Foley who took last year off um, 57. You got a, a, an upstart freshman for the Spartans, California native Chase Saldate. Yep. Um, that'd be a great match with him and Kendall. Uh, 84. I don't want to butcher this kid's last name. I, yeah. You think, Malzuski? Malzuski. I would, go with Malzuski? That. I would go with that as well, but I apologize if that's not his name. Cause like you said, Lane, I don't yeah. want to butcher it. So uh, I'll let you guys do that. That's fine. Uh, apologies if we got that wrong, Lane. I'll bet, he, I'll bet um, at some point in his life he's gone by Zeus. Just gonna possible that out there. I mean, it's better than you know the announcer from Indiana calling him Malkovich last weekend, which I, I was <laughs> I was a little puzzled by. And I think uh, our friend Willie Sailor had put that out on Twitter. Is like, how do you get Malkovich from That's this? Awesome. I, I hadn't seen that, but it would be like Willie to to, uh, to call somebody out in that way. It just made me think of, you know, you guys saw being John Malkovich. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah. You know, when, when Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Yeah, that's all I, that's all I can think of. I'm sitting there trying to watch IU, you know, IU in, in uh, Michigan State, and this is all I can hear. Couldn't get it out of your head. <laughs> no. Um, and then last, you know, but not least, uh, Thomas Panola and uh, Cameron Caffey. 
Yep. They'll meet for the first time. Kathy was an All-American last year at, at, at 184. Yep. Um, and Max Lyon and, uh, and, and Kathy have, have a history together. Now Kathy, they sure do. Uh, we'll see, um, you know, with him and Panola. Yeah, it should be, that should be another, another great match. So um, should be a tight one. I'm excited to, excited to see the guys get back out and compete again. Um, how have you adjusted the plan on, on, I guess, you know, you went, you're going Sunday to Friday for the first time this season. How have you, uh, how have you adjusted the, the preparation plan with the shorter week? No, I just, you know, um, we had that talk. It started Sunday night. As soon as we're done with the duels again, Hey, you know, it's a short week. Monday was off. You need to keep your weight in check. You know, uh, obviously if they wanted, we had a lot of guys come in on their own, right guys, you know, they, they're good kids. They want to get better. So you had to still had a lot of guys in on their own doing individuals or whatever. Um, so no, it's just like, Hey, as soon as you go home, you're right back on your nutrition plan. You're getting ready for the next event. We don't have time, you know, to kind of really think about too much. This one's behind us and now it's looking forward. And so, uh, yesterday, you know, we, we got after it, had a really good day. Today is going to be short and sweet. Uh, tomorrow we're going to jump on a bus and we're going to travel. So, uh, honestly, the, the hay is in the barn, but like I said, I like where we're at. We're in shape and we're competing hard. It's just making some, some, some small adjustments in terms of that. We're not making huge adjustments in terms of shape or anything else right now. Uh, that training block is going to come as we get ready to peak for Big Tens here uh, you know, in a little while. So, but right now it's, hey, we're in the groove. You're making weight well. You're competing well. You know, let's, let's, you know, let's go. The hay is in the barn, Corey. You, you can take the boy out of Iowa, but you can't take the Iowa out of the boy. That's one of my all-time favorite sayings. So I, I, I light up whenever I hear a coach say that because <laughs> no one speaks the same language. <laughs> um, a, couple of, a couple of fun topics in the wrestling world nationally. Um, first and foremost, uh, started working on the first set of coaches' rankings yesterday. I believe uh, we're covering 149 for the Big Ten. Is that correct, Tony? Correct. Yeah, correct. Um, with the limited amount of matches and the, you know, most conferences, wrestling conference only schedules, um, it will be uh, interesting to see kind of how these pan out. I know we talked about it a little bit with Earl last week, but, um, you know, it's it's a continued kind of like, let's see what happens type deal. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I'd be lying if I would, you know, was saying I wasn't concerned because you just don't know. I mean, um, on a limited basis and you're wrestling a very tough schedule, right? You're going to have some kids records who are not reflective of how good they are, you know, at a lot of different places. And then even more so in terms of, we haven't wrestled a non-conference schedule. So normally we have those open tournaments and we have November, December to see other people, right? You have Cliff Keen, Michigan state open Midlands. Midlands, where you see a lot of people. So you can really evaluate when you're ranking, but, and, you know, this year we haven't had that, that chance. So, you know, are you going to miss some kids, you know, uh, and, and, and do you really know, you know, how good they are? Because maybe they're four and one, but they haven't wrestled anybody. Um, and you're two and three, you know what I mean? And, but you've wrestled, you know, five top 10 kids or, you know, five top 15 or top 20 guys. So uh, it's, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really interested to see where this goes uh, and how it plays out. Uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I am happy though. It, it makes sense why we're doing, um, historical data though, for mm -hmm. yeah. for the, the, the set number of qualifiers. I think it's just going to be the wild card 
will be tough. That's where they're going to have to look at. Did you qualify last year? Were you seeded? Were you an All-American two years ago? You know, RPI, I think then would be, you know, coming into to play a little bit. But I, I do because there's, you know, we're not seeing enough of the outside conferences. That historical data is going to play a key part in, in who gets the nationals, as it probably should. And I think it's really interesting when you, you, you take a little bit of what Earl said last week in the fact that I feel as though there are more true freshmen that are ranked higher this yeah. year than maybe ever before. And I, you know, obviously part of that is the COVID waiver and those guys actually competing as opposed to most years when they would be in red shirt. Um, but those kids are not going to have the benefit of historical data. Yep. And so you're going to have this really interesting situation where you've got, you know, some veterans with historical data and maybe not a great record versus freshmen who have no historical data, but do have, but have a great record. And you're going to be caught with this situation where they're going to have to try and shuffle that out and figure out what's what and who's who. That's why I'll go back. I'm very interested to see uh, when that historical data comes out, like for instance, how many qualifiers does the big 10 get? How many Mm -hmm. does the ACC get? Because then you'll know kind of the numbers, right? So to speak, that's how we think in terms of what number do you got to get to, to get into the tournament. Exactly. As I just said earlier, it's, it's a qualifier. Yeah. You want to win it. It's a big deal, but your first and foremost job is to qualify for NCAAs so that we can score points there as a team. Okay. And get yourself there as an individual. So that's where, when they release that, it's going to be interesting to see, like, you know, is you reference 133, how many is the big 10 going to get at 133? Is it going to be 10? Is it going to be nine? Is it going to be seven? What, what is that going to be? Because I can remember one year, um, might've been my second year here, second or first year here. I'm a little fuzzy on the year, but I think we had 13 qualifiers at 133. I remember Danny Sabatello being at 133 that year and having a, you know, a a very solid year. And we knew going in 13 guys had outright qualified the weight class. Now that's unusual, right? but still it does happen. I mean, it's routine where there is at least 10 guys in the big 10 that have qualified those spots. So you're kind of left wondering, all right, what's that number going to be? I'm guessing nine at 133. I'm putting it on record. I see the record light is on. I'm guessing nine at 133. That's my that's my guess. Okay. Well, we'll wait to see how that plays out. Yeah, we will. We have no Nobody idea. More interested than me. I have no idea. The other um, thing I think is is interesting about them coming out now, and you know, I'm not sure if this is on or near the normal time scale, or if it's accelerated like everything else, or decelerated, whatever the right terminology is. There's only about two weeks left in the season. You know, you've got two duels left. There's not a hell of a lot. Sorry, a heck of a lot. Got to get out the beat button again. There's not much you can do to affect what what you learn when those rankings come out, right? I mean, there, you got two two duels left. Yeah. No, I, it's it's funny, and uh, I guess to let people know the criteria, we've talked a lot about four matches, but for this first set of rankings, they only require two. So if you wrestled once in the last thirty days okay. and you have two matches you're eligible, you rank. If you haven't wrestled in the last 30 days or you don't have two, you're not eligible to be ranked, okay? So again, if you don't see some guys uh, and you're like, well, hey man, what's going on? That, that would be why they just haven't met criteria. Then by the time you get to your second ranking, which I believe is February 22nd, 
You have to have three matches. Okay. okay. And then have wrestled again in the last 30 days. And then you do the last coach's rank and you need to have those four matches coming out of big tens to be eligible for the wild card pool or hit, you know, inside the number. Okay. Coming out of big tens. What's that? That's coming out of big tens. Yes. At, correct. Into the, the regular season. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So, so again, I mean, we'll, we'll see where everything goes, but um, yeah, it's, it's about, you know, we, we have single digits, I think, well, maybe, maybe we're just at like 10 or 11 days. If you look at practice days, just take practice days. I mean, we've got today and tomorrow, then we're going to compete Friday. Uh, we'll have an off day in there and then we'll have like five days, six days next week. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, Indiana, Indiana on a Monday night, you know, on TV. So what are we looking at? Like nine days in the regular season, nine, yeah. nine practice days. And then you're getting ready for a training cycle to peak for big tens. And, and then, you know, again, peak again at nationals. So uh, like I said, your, your focus, you should be really dialed in by now. Yeah. You know I mean, you need to be really dialed in by now. Boys, it's over in the blink of an eye. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Blink again. And we'll be talking about uh, nationals results. Right. Crazy. Uh, one other huge piece of news in the wrestling world this week, uh, Flow Sports purchased Track Wrestling from the Sports Engine. Um, you know, two two companies who have invested a lot of time and energy into the wrestling world and uh, growing the sport from a media level, and um, you know, providing results, providing tournament brackets, um, so on and so forth. Um, going to be a uh, going to be a really interesting situation for the sport, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what you want is it just grows wrestling. Okay. And that's, that's what I'm hopeful that it will continue to do because as you mentioned, they were both very strong supporters of growing wrestling at lots of levels, right. At lots of levels. And it's, it's good to, uh, to have people doing that. Right. Um, you, but you want to make sure that we're, we're pushing and expanding in the right ways. And that, that's the only thing that, um, that, that I'll be watching is to make sure that, hey, we're still pushing, um, you know, what we're trying to do as we, as we grow wrestling. And I think you look at what Flo's done with some of these cards, you know what I mean? That's, that's been a, a positive. You know, they've had some great cards out there, uh, both women and men, freestyle, Greco, you know, th that's been fun. We've talked about that before. You know, track had historically done a really great job with, um, you know, uh, tournaments, brackets, archive video, some of those things as well. So maybe marrying that up will allow them to, to push in, in, uh, in to different spaces as well. That's what I'm really hoping um, is that the, uh, <clears throat> the increased bandwidth and the, uh, the, you know, the tournament performance um, in, in track wrestling software and their, and their data that way um, could, could open up a, you know, a bigger door and a bigger audience for, uh, for the sport. Yep. Well, and there was some great people. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, uh, good people great people at flow that i that i've known for a long time uh, but with me being from iowa too uh, i'll use a guy like you know andy hamilton you know there, there's an iowa guy who i know absolutely come under that umbrella and so you are you're excited to see uh, how some of these other people that i know very well you know how they blend in and, and add to what what flow is absolutely uh Corey, i think i'm out i think i'm out of, i'm out of news yeah i think we uh we got we got everything we wanted Got it. Guys, travel safely. Good luck at uh, Michigan State. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll catch you next time down the road. Pull it up.